fighting for freedom every day. They are absolutely desperate to pretend the last four years never happened and for them to go back to what they like to do before, which is create these massive spending bills to pretend that it's really, really important to you when you only get about 5% of what's in the bill and they can't do it because we're aware of it. We're paying attention to it and they don't like that. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Can't we all just get along the inner bickering from the Republicans, the inner bickering from the Democrats? It's just getting way out of hand. Although I do find it quite entertaining of the inner bickering from the other side of the aisle because why the heck not? They're shooting themselves in the foot. They don't know how to handle why they lost elections last week. They don't want to handle why people are so not liking the Biden administration. And to their in their crazy, wackadoodle, delusional mind, they're like, oh, well, Republicans won because we didn't pass it fast enough. Not because, oh, it's too extreme. Not because, oh, it's too expensive. Not because, oh, it's too much of a government grab. No, it's just they like that stuff. They wanted us to do it faster, so because we didn't do it faster, we got punished by voting for the opposite ideological idea to actually become in power to help stop it. In their crazy, wild mindset on the other side of the aisle, that's what their thoughts are. Did you ever think that would happen? Did you, <laughs> did you ever think that we would be in that mindset? Hey, I know you really, really love my ideas. You love my ideas so much you voted for the other guy that's going to try and stop me from it. So I'm sorry that I didn't get my agenda done fast enough for you. And I know you're punishing me by voting for the other guy to stop me on my agenda because you really, really like what agenda that I have. So that way you could vote for the other guy that's a complete opposite of me. So that way they could stop me from doing it because you wanted me to do it faster. Yeah, it makes all the sense in the world. Hey, welcome into the show. We have a heck of a lot to get to. It is a Monday. Great to have you along for the ride today. Broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station all over the country. Radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting, wherever you may be watching or listening. Your Millennial General reporting for duty. Welcome aboard. We have a lot of things to get to today. We have some audio clips from Rand Paul completely going after Fauci for, what, the fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth time, whatever it is. There were some hearings going on on Friday last week we'll get to. We have the lawsuits that are already starting from the OSHA mandates. They don't even take effect until January, and there's already courts that are stalling this saying, wait a second, I don't think this is constitutional. Now, again, again. While you have the other political side of the aisle saying that we need to implement this faster, you know, because according to them, we love as the general public, you know, it's in the afternoon, most people are coming home from work, or maybe you're still wrapping up work or if you're on the West Coast, and you're planning on what you're going to do for the afternoon, trying to figure out what you could put on the dinner table, what you're going to make for dinner, what you're going to tell your spouse about, how your day went, okay, got to go pick up the kids, go drop them off to the sporting events, all of that that you're doing on your regular basis, the thing that's in the back of your mind, according to them, because they know you so well, they know you so well, by the way, they got to take courses from political strategists and political experts to know how to relate to you properly because they're not one of you. They're the ones that know you so well that they want you to not know what's in the bills and you don't want to know what's in the bills. You just want them to ram it through the Barack Obama style, fast and furious, ram it through. We need to vote on it to see what's in it kind of thing that Nancy Pelosi likes. That's what they think that you like. And again, that goes back to the elections last week. Oh, we lost. It's because we didn't get to do what we wanted to fast enough, so therefore we're being punished. That's why they're ramming through this infrastructure bill. They passed it by the end of last week. 13 Republicans, unfortunately, 
ended up going to the other side of the aisle, voting for this monstrosity of a over what one trillion, one point seven five trillion dollar uh, infrastructure bill, which was an absolute disaster. We'll get on that and some of the details on what's actually in it here in just a little bit. Actually, the end of this week, I believe we have Gregory Wrightstone, CO2 Coalition. He'll be joining us to talk about the environmental idiocy that's coming out of that bill. We have the vaccine mandates that are going to take effect in January for all uh, private businesses that have 100 employees or more. That's already being stopped by the courts days after they actually release this stuff. Now states that have been waiting to see what the wording was going to look like are now deciding, wait a second, maybe we should actually respond to this. We don't want it to be implemented. I know firsthand a lot of legislators are like, oh, we'll just wait until like, you know, session starts in January which a lot of states either they go year-round or they have like three or four or five or six months where they do their stuff and then they come back in January for a new session. And a lot of them, at least where I'm at here in the state of Kansas, some of the leadership, unfortunately, is like, ah, we'll deal with it in January. Not, not a big deal. We'll worry about writing. No, you need to address something now. Every state, now, right this very instant, this second, I know it's in the afternoon, business is closed, federal and state buildings are closed. I don't care. You need to be writing something. OSHA has released now their vaccine mandates and their guidelines. You need to be starting to craft legislation at the statewide level to block it. You need to say it's unconstitutional. You need to make your state a sanctuary state. You need to challenge it in court, which 27 attorney generals across the nation have done so far. And you need to stop this dead in its tracks. I don't care if they say that federal rights or federal government trumps state rights because it's not true. Well, we know uh that federal law uh, overrides state law. <laughs> Jen Psaki, yeah, uh, that makes a whole lot of sense, right? We realize that that's not the case. And oh, by the way, it's not federal law because it's a mandate. It's nothing more than a guideline. Why do you think that so many counties across the country during this COVID pandemic are like, well, should we implement a mask mandate? Should we not implement a mask mandate? Should we try and implement social distancing mandate? Should we like shut down the school? What are we going to do here with all these mandates? Mandates are not law. And we need to remember that. Again, so you can still go about your day, do your thing, live your life as you want to. It's only when your business, unfortunately, comes down with a rule and says, in order for you to work here, this is the uh, the stipulation and the qualification that you'll actually have in order to do this. Which, again, this is being challenged in court. I hope both for the government mandates and for the individual businesses. And I said this before on the show, I think it was Thursday or Friday last week, that we've gotten questions. I've gotten tons of emails almost every day of people saying this is already taking effect in my business. What do I do? Do not quit your jobs. Wait to be walked out of the door. Wait to be fired because that will start the lawsuit, either against that individual business to get your job back or against the government mandates that are forcing the business to do such thing. Don't quit because then you got no grounds. You could just quit for any reason. You need to have them walk you out the door because what this lawsuit's going to come down to at the end of the day is whether a vaccine mandate actually has some sort of health effect on the general public. I mean, the only way that OSHA is actually allowed and able to implement any type of agenda in any way, shape or form is for public safety or for the working environment. I've told you the story before, before I got into radio, while I was going to the broadcasting school and I was training and I was doing all my stuff and going through the schooling, I worked for the Colorado Department of Transportation as an intern. I interned for the engineering department, was working as kind of the uh, the sideline guy watching, inspecting, helping out the engineers on the project. And I remember one of my duties as the intern from the Colorado Department of Transportation 
doing uh, uh, overlays on the highway, repaving things, actually putting in an underpass on the highway and actually it, on an exit ramps and enter ramps or whatever. Uh, my job was to go around the, the project every single morning and every single evening to make sure we were up to the OSHA codes, make sure that people were properly wearing their hard hats, they were wearing their goggles if they needed to, uh, that toxic chemicals were in a bucket and they were so far feet away from individuals and they had a lid on them. And I mean, all these ridiculous laws. The environmental rules, by the way, were stupid. No dirty water is allowed to leave the work site. So if it rained and you live on a mountain like I did in Colorado working for the Colorado Department of Transportation, when it rained, obviously water runs down the mountain. Now they say you cannot have any dirty water leave the work site in any way, shape, or form. So when you drive past a construction project and you see like those those log-looking things that are in the ravines that are like straw, it's to filter the water when they leave the work site so that way it's quote-unquote clean by the time it leaves the work site. And there has to be so many of them, and they have to be so many feet apart based on the uh, grade and the, de- you know, it's a ridiculous law. It's stupid. And I kind of sort of understand the general concept of it is they don't want toxins running off there and running into the general public. But at the same time, when it's mud that technically falls under the OSHA laws and the environmental laws from the EPA, that it's quote unquote dirty water and you're not allowed to have that leave the site. It's stupid. But that's what they try to do. Now, OSHA passes rules and regulations for businesses based on safety protocol. What's going to come down to on the the nitty-gritty details of this lawsuit against OSHA is whether a vaccine mandate is actually going to have an effect on the safety work environment of a business. Now, that could be a construction business. It could be an office business in a cubicle. And I, there's so many different weird factors there. There's no way this can hold up in any way, shape, or form because every work environment is different. If you're in your own little cubicle making phone calls with your white-collar job, you're not going to spread the virus anyways because there's nobody around to spread it to. So was it, would it really matter whether you have a vaccine or you don't have a vaccine? Is it going to make a difference? hospitalization rate based on vaccinated and hospitalization rate based on unvaccinated for the entire population of confirmed positive cases of COVID-19 is both of them, by the way, less than 1%. So does it really make a difference? You're looking at like a 0.1% to a 0.8% difference there on hospitalization rates between the two vaccinated and unvaccinated. Does it really make a difference? And is that what we're quabbling about here? to decide whether you actually lose your job because you don't want to get vaccinated or not. These are the numbers that they're going to look at with this court case. And for the judge or for the jury, whatever they're going to do, how far this actually goes. Right now, the Fifth uh, Circuit Court of Appeals and it has put a pause on this, looking at this issue to decide whether this is constitutional, whether you're allowed to do it, whether this is an overreach of people to be able to work in the workforce and whether you tell them to get injected or not, and what difference it's going to make in the workforce on whether it's worth actually promoting this type of quote-unquote safety protocol or not. These are the details that are going to be looked at, and I don't see it standing up. I don't see it holding up, even if Jen Psaki says stupid things like this. Well, we know uh, that federal law uh, overrides state law. (laughs) It's just not true. It's just not true. Now, usually I don't talk about a lot of issues coming out of the state of Kansas, obviously, because we're all over the country with this broadcast. But Kansas made the news headline on Fox News. Our very own Democrat Governor Laura Kelly that... I have said from the very beginning since I've moved back to Kansas almost two years ago that she has been reactionary, she has been emotional, and she has been a complete disaster during the entire COVID-19 pandemic. She was the very first governor in the entire nation to shut down the schools 
uh, during spring break in March of 2020 when the pandemic hit and she just didn't let kids return back. We did an entire year of remote learning the prior year, and now she's still trying to implement ridiculousness because she loves her power. But she is... Uh, she's a, for those that don't live in Kansas, just a little background on Governor Kelly. She was a state, a state senator for like 20 years. She's a little like quiet lady who I call her the librarian, the angry librarian. She's got like the bowl cut. She's wearing like the glasses. She looks like a very angry librarian. And she speaks like a very quiet, angry librarian. And she's been a very hard left Democrat. But guess what? Midterm elections are coming up next year. And she's not doing well in the polls here in the state of Kansas. So while the entire last year and a half here in Kansas, she has forced mask mandates down our throats. She has browbeat Republicans that have tried to stop them. She has gone after the schools. She has gone after local uh, local city council and county commissions across the state trying to implement mask mandates and really force her will upon them. She's now somehow magically reversed course under this vaccine mandate, saying that it's not the correct path and it's an ineffective solution, according to Fox News. That is her response as a left-wing progressive Democrat to Joe Biden. Is it going to last? No, it's not going to last. She's going to cave here real soon, as soon as the uh, uh, special interest put pressure on her. But why is she coming out that way? Because she's right. It is ineffective, and it's not correct, and it's unconstitutional. It is extremely unpopular with, like, everybody in the private sector that wants to actually work and get their business back on track. She realizes that, and she's going into a midterm election, as are many other Democrats in legislative seats and governor seats across the nation, that if they support this, they're going to lose support from just about every private business wanting them to be in office. It's going to go away. The money's going to go away. The support's going to go away. They have to tread lightly, and Biden is harming the Democrat Party doing this mandate, forcing the party to go along with this when it's an extremely unpopular position. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back, and we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com.
Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great Republic. You're listening to the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. 24 minutes past the hour, radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting, wherever you may be watching or listening. We appreciate you very much, as always. Love hanging out with you. And I always get itchy and anticipation over the weekend because there's so much stuff going on. I'm like, oh, we got to talk about this. Oh, we got to talk about this. I have the entire week's uh, show prep all laid out, ready to go. And <laughs> we got to wait for the news to come out this week as well to try and stay on top of all this. What Joe Biden is doing right now, I want you to really remember, go all the way back during the Barack Obama era. I know it was a bad time. I know you try to gloss over it, try to block it out mentally and just pretend it never happened. But I need you to go back there for just a second. If you remember, one positive a positive thing for the Republican side, bad thing for the Democrat Party, this is me stepping back as the third-party objector here for just a second, got to remember what Barack Obama did, is Barack Obama lost the midterms with, like usual, because Congress, usually the party that's in power by the midterm elections usually lose the majority in Congress, and then there's a stalemate for the last couple of years because people are just angry and want to go back and forth as the pendulum continues to swing back and forth. And if you remember, one thing that Democrats were even very upset about with Barack Obama was that he never reinvested into the parties at the statewide level. He was all about the centralization of the federal government. He was about the centralization of the DNC, the Democrat National Convention. He was not about investing into the Democrat Party at the local levels. That's what Republicans do very well with. And that's why we control about three quarters of the governorships. That's why we control about three quarters of the state legislators across the nation is because we have the grassroots movement while they get their marching orders from the higher ups. And then it just kind of trickles down. It's kind of ironic with the party that hates trickle down economics that doesn't exist, by the way, but they claim claim that it's trickle down. And yet that's the system that they use. They use it with all their government agencies. They use it with public education. They use it with the DNC. That's what they love. They love the power centralized at the higher ups. And then we just get your marching orders and you do what you're told. Barack Obama lost the midterms, even though he was a very popular candidate and obviously won re-election in his second term. He was very unpopular with the Democrats because he didn't invest at the local levels and he kind of messed up the local Democrat parties. And they had to recover from that. Joe Biden's essentially putting them in that same situation, which makes sense because Barack Obama is essentially running the Joe Biden administration right now because they're still BFF and that Barack Obama's kind of running things behind the scenes because Joe Biden doesn't remember his own name half the time. But they're doing it again because they didn't learn their lesson the first time. So going into a midterm election where a lot of these policies are extremely unpopular, this climate change garbage these tax increase garbage, this inflation garbage, the economic shortfall with supply and demand issues that we have going on right now, the infrastructure package, the mandated vaccines on the nation for every company that's going to shut a lot of companies down and put a lot of workers out of work. That's not a popular thing to try and go out to a business and say, hey, I'd love for you to donate to my campaign to run for reelection. It's not a popular stance. 
So all of the congressional candidates that are in purple districts all over the nation, all of the governors that are in maybe purple states or in maybe like here in Kansas, a Democrat governor in a very red state that ended up winning with nine out of the hundred and or 200 and whatever counties that we have here in the state of Kansas. What is it? hundred and five. I think it's like 105, 105 counties, 104. It doesn't matter. And she won like six, five or six. Yeah. Going back to, again, the whole state electoral college thing. But nonetheless, I digress. It's a very red state. And doing these vaccine mandates that will shut small business down that have been struggling for the last two years, that is going to kill business. You cannot get support from donors saying that that's what you support. So Democrats are starting to break away right now because Biden is putting the party as the leader of the party into a really bad rock and a hard place here. Into a really bad situation. Do you support the president and the leader of the party? Or do you break away and start doing your own thing? Joe Manchin, obviously senator for West Virginia. Do I go independent? Do I continue to support the Democrats right now? Because what they're doing is not popular in a state that Trump won by 10 points. It's not going to happen. They have to start making some harsh decisions. uh, decisions, And Joe Biden is the one putting them in that situation. Bottom of the hour. When we come back, Heidi St. John. She is a candidate for congress in the state of washington we've had her on the program before we'll talk about how the vaccine mandates are doing up there with their governor jay inslee already implementing them up there in washington the voice of reason with andy hoosier Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. When Reason Meets Radio. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. There is so much I want to get to today. Try to cover all the ground. I do want to touch on, a little bit later, I want to touch on this concert where they rushed the stage and ended up killing a few individuals. Kind of a strange situation there. I don't know. Plus, we have AOC who voted no on the infrastructure bill. Why? Because it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. Again absolutely hysterical the democrats are being squeezed right now by the ultra progressives and it's going to kill that party just as barack obama refused to invest into the local democrat parties across the nation which obviously worked out for us as the conservatives joe biden's putting them in a bad spot right now with trying to support this vaccine mandate and even my governor here in the state of kansas where i'm at she has turned against it for now 
I mean, she's kind of a weaselly kind of gal, so I don't expect her to last that long. But she did come out and say it for right now. Other congressional candidates in different purple districts or in red districts even, they're going to feel the brunt of what Joe Biden's doing to them. And then you got the progressives that vote no on a crazy progressive bill because it's not progressive enough. That's the lunacy of what's going on right now. Uh, To talk about all that, I am super excited to have this guest back on the program. It's been a couple of months since we've chatted with her as we've heard. Now, okay, I got to set the stage here. We played this audio clip a couple weeks ago when it first came out of the Washington State trooper who has resigned from the force because of the vaccine mandates. This is my final sign off um, after 22 years of serving the citizens of the state of Washington, um, being asked to leave because I am dirty. Um, Numerous fatalities, um, injuries, I've worked sick, I've played sick. Um, We've buried lots of friends over these years. I'd like to thank you guys. I'd like to thank the um, citizens of Yakima County, as well as my fellow officers within the Valley. Without you guys, I wouldn't have been very successful and you've kept me safe and got me home to my family every night. Um, thank you for that. Um, wish I could say more, but um, this is it. So state 1034, this is the last time you'll hear me in a state patrol car. And Jay Ansley can kiss my ass. Thank you for your 22 years of silence and service to the citizens of Washington State. You've taken on many roles in your time with the patrol. In your first year, you delivered a baby while on patrol in Bremerton. You've been a DRE, DRE instructor, certified technical specialist, and reconstructionist, peer support member, part of the chaplaincy board, and a CBD trooper. You've been a great role model and mentor for all young troopers serving in the area by sharing your knowledge and experience throughout the years. Thank you for your service. 1906. That's heartbreaking. And we're hearing those stories all the time. We've heard from nearly, like, what, a quarter of the fire department from L.A. walked away because of the vaccine mandates there. We have a third of the fire department's force walk away from New York City right now. A quarter of the police department walking away in New York City because of their vaccine mandates there. When is this madness going to end? And how long can the Democrats try to support this kind of garbage as they get closer to midterm elections and just try to get the economy back up and going to talk about what happened up in Washington and more? Really excited to have her back on the program. Been way too long. She's a candidate for the third congressional district there in the great state of Washington. It's Heidi St. John with us. Heidi, how are you, my friend? Hey, I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. It's really great to be back. Yeah, it is really exciting to have you back on the show. I'm sure you heard that audio clip before when it first came out. That was a couple of weeks ago from that from that officer, unfortunately. Uh, have you heard of more stories of individuals just walking away from the force because they can't deal with this stuff? Oh, yeah. I hear about them every day. You know, I have a podcast, uh, as I think you guys know, that airs five days a week. It's called Off the Bench with mm. Heidi St. John. And listeners for about eight years now have been able to submit questions, comments, anything they want to talk about. I would say that 95% of the comments and questions that come into my inbox right now are heartbreaking stories, just like the one that you heard. People saying, what can I do? My wife and I are not going to be able to afford our mortgage payment because we don't want to experiment. Uh, We don't want to have an experimental vaccine injected into our bodies. This is a shameful moment for the United States. And at the front of this, is the shameful party of the Democrats. They are the ones who are uh, upending. You know, we're replacing people of conscience. Think about that. What we're doing is we're literally um, removing people of principle and people of conscience from their positions. And many of them, just like this guy that you heard, have worked for, you know, 30 plus years with not so much as a blight on their record. And now because they don't want to participate in this experimental vaccine, 
Uh, they're going to be fired from their jobs, many of them losing their pensions. It's a, it's a shameful time for the country. It's a shameful time for the country, and it's shameful for the Democrats. What's wild is that this is going to be their platform going into a major midterm election where they see Joe Biden's poll numbers going down, where they see support uh, for the Democrat Party as a whole and their agenda going down, which is why they lost devastatingly in the state of Virginia and West Virginia and New York and other I mean, city council spots and board of education spots and the governor's races and lieutenant governor's races. They're losing and they can't come to the admittance that they're in the wrong. So their response is, well, it's because we're not implementing our agenda fast enough. That's what their response is. But I got to say, like, I've never seen such delusion going into a midterm that's going to be huge for Republicans because they stand on a platform and defend it when no one wants it. Well, I mean, I'm just like, hey, keep doing it. You know, yeah. the more insane they get, the more stupid, the more idiotic mandates that come down the stronger the Republican case becomes that these are the wrong people to be leading the government. You know, you just talked about it a moment ago in your open talking about AOC. She refused to vote for this ridiculous infrastructure bill that wants to spend millions and millions of dollars to discover or to study rather the effects of climate change on pregnant women. The reason why she didn't vote for it is because it's not radical enough for her. The American people have had enough of this. And Tara McAuliffe leading the way in Virginia showed us very, very clearly that this is not going to go over in Virginia. It's, it didn't go over in Virginia. It's not going to go over in the rest of the United States. And Washington state is going to lead the way, hopefully electing me and putting a true conservative back in uh, Congress representing Washington state. Boy, wouldn't that be so nice? What do you say to people that you get? Because I get those same emails. I, I get emails from people all over the country here in Wichita where I'm at and all over saying, Andy, my, my job's already starting to implement these mandates. I don't want to get it. Or I've been vaccinated, but it's a, it's a principal issue to where they shouldn't be mandating this and I'm going to take a stand here. What do you tell people there? Because what we've been saying is don't quit, but wait for them to fire you because that's going to just feed the fire for litigation down the road. I mean, is that the proper type of, uh, 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 I guess, direction that we should be guiding here? Yeah, and, and honestly, in your defense and everyone's defense right now, we never saw this coming. Yeah. Which of us, which of us ever, if you would have told me two years ago, hey, a virus with a 1% mortality rate <laughs> is going to sweep across the United States. And because of that, we're going to shutter our economy. We're going to fire people. We're going to lay people off if they won't get an experimental vaccine. I just said, no way, that will never happen. The American people are too smart for that. They care too much about freedom. You know what we've learned in the last 12, uh, 12 to 18 months? Very easy to scare people and very hard to unscare them. And shame on the Democrats, the panic pimps, you know, the chief, the chief uh, CEO of all this, Father Fauci, the high priest of the branch Covidian, you know, putting this fear onto the American people. And I believe, and this is what I've been telling people here in Washington state, you know, I've been helping them. You can go to Heidi St. John for congress.com. You guys can find uh, medical exemption forms, religious exemptions. I think this is a good stopgap, but it's not the end goal. We should never have to submit an exemption letter if we have a sincerely held belief or we are hesitant at all about injecting something into our bodies. We should never have to get some sort of permission from the government. And what I don't like about these forms is that basically when we fill them out, we say, well, we give you, um, you know, tyrannical Governor Inslee permission to do this, but just not for me. I'm going to apply for an exemption. We should never have been here in the first place. We should never have let the government tell us who was uh, essential and who was not. You know, they had it, right? They knew what they were doing from the very beginning of the Rona. And now look at us. We're almost two years into it. They're crippling the economy. They're continuing with this ridiculous lie. 
We know now that they're lying. We know that Father Fauci is a dangerous bureaucrat, the highest paid bureaucrat that I know of right now in Washington, D.C. This is a scary time for freedom and we need to stand up. So I've been telling people the same thing. Don't quit. Make them fire you. You saw what happened on Saturday with the Alliance Defending Freedom, uh, filing a lawsuit against the federal government in conjunction with the Daily Wire, the American Family Association, and many, many other organizations. The lawsuits are going to start coming in. And it is my hope and my prayer that when the truth about this finally comes out, the men and women who have been forced out of their jobs are going to be able to sue the pants off these people. Sue the federal government into oblivion. They need to be smaller anyway. Maybe this is a good way to shrink the size of federal government. Mm, Amen to that. I love it. We're talking with Heidi St. John, congressional candidate for the 3rd District of Washington State, also author author of the book Mom Strong Book Series. Uh, Speaking of the mama bear mentality, I'm sure that's one of the reasons why you jumped into a race to go into Washington, D.C., as many women have, which is fantastic. Uh, How much of an educational debate do you think is going to happen going into midterms, making that a focal point at the national level, where I think Terry McAuliffe in Virginia really shot himself in the foot when he made comments of... I'm not going to let parents come into schools and actually take books out and make their own decisions. Stop the bill that I don't think parents should be telling schools what they should teach. Do you think is one of the driving factors that's going to take people to the polls next year? Oh, heck yeah. That guy, I mean, he just, he gave us on a silver putter. I heard him say that. And I was like, thank you very much. Because one of the only silver linings of this ridiculous uh, time that we are finding ourselves in, where we have crippled our economy for a virus with a 99.9% survival rate, one of the only good things that I can see coming out of this is people are getting a window into how the educational elite think about parents. And I've been on the front lines of this issue for a long, long time. I've been talking about it for 15 years. You know, we've talked a lot about the Taliban. Well, how does the Taliban raise up a generation of of young men who are willing to kill uh, on a moment's notice at a command? They do it through indoctrination. They indoctrinate these kids starting when they're two years old. Well, that is exactly what the hard left and the Democrats want to do. That's why they don't want parents in the education system, because right now they own it. So they don't want parents in the education system. They want to keep doing what they're doing, except for parents are wise to them now. And stupid Terry McAuliffe was dumb enough to admit it in the public arena. Publicly, yeah. So good for him. Heidi, we got to take a hard break. Can you stick over one more segment with us? Sure. Uh, Awesome. I love it. Heidi St. John. Heidi St. John for Congress.com. Go and check it out. When we come back, I want to wrap up this conversation with education, get into the economy, get into the midterm elections next year we got to get Heidi into office up there in Washington. This is going to be a great one. Lots more coming up, wrapping up the show today for a Monday on The Voice of Reason. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back, and we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? 
because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. I don't care what anybody says. This is by far the fastest hour of radio on radio, plus the live streaming, the TV, multiple TV stations, multiple radio stations all over the place are live streaming on our social media at Hoosier Reason on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch.tv, Instagram, TikTok, OurFreedomBook.com, and of course the website at HoosierReason.com as well, which by the way, we are working on reworking our website a bit. I have some exciting news about jumping on another network here soon as well uh, to be able to uh, broadcast our live video stream too. So stay tuned in. More information to come on that one here relatively soon. Our guest, you can find her, Heidi St. John for Congress.com. We need to have her as a semi-regular guest on here. I love chatting with Heidi. And as you go in and run for the 3rd Congressional District up there in Washington, this is what we're up against here, the delusion of whatever we say goes, the centralized power of the federal government, because this is the absolute left-wing extreme progressives. Well, we know uh, that federal law uh, overrides state law. <laughs> um, Heidi, if that's the mentality, why even have state governments, right? I mean, just federal government's going to take care of everything, right? Right. Well, and this is the problem. So, I mean, there's so many things. Oh, my goodness. I mean, she does. Apparently, she's never read the Tenth Amendment. I mean, we just start there. So she's never read the Tenth Amendment. Federal law does not override state law. And by the way, she has no idea what the word jurisdiction means. I thought this woman went to college. <laughs> so this is what the problem is. We have a very, very bleak understanding of the Constitution in this country right now. It's one of the reasons I'm running for Congress to bring us back in line with the Constitutional Republic that our founding fathers gave us. We're not a, a democracy. If we were a democracy, we'd be ruled by the mob, which is what we are being ruled by now, right? Yeah. But jurisdiction meaning, what is the proper lane of government? What is their, What are they supposed to be doing? And right now, we've got the federal government saying, well, it's our job to keep you safe. It's our job to, to, to take care of your health and make sure that you have health insurance and make sure that nothing, that no bad virus gets you. No, I'm sorry, you're out of your lane. So it's like we're traveling down an eight-lane highway, and the federal government's way over in the far right lane because it forgot where it was supposed to be. And so part of the reason why I'm running for Congress is to, is to use the megaphone, really, of running for a federal office to say the federal government has absolutely gone outside of its jurisdiction, and the only way to rein it back is to elect true conservatives who will put the government back in its proper lane again. Yeah. 
Amen to that. We got just about a minute, minute and a half, two minutes or so left here to wrap up. But the economy in Washington, how are you guys doing with the vaccine mandates, with the ports that are not open right now, apparently on that West Coast where things can't come in, the supply demand issues, the inflation rates? I know Jay Inslee, I'm sure, is just loving this five, six, seven percent inflation rates for gas and groceries and everything else, isn't he? Well, I mean, Jay Inslee is a creep. I mean, let, let's just tell the <laughs> truth. For one thing, you know, we're we're basically being governed by a tyrant now. And I want to just sit down and say, hey, I don't know if you're familiar with the American Revolution, but look what we did to King George. We need to do the same thing to King Inslee and to King uh, and to King Biden. To all these people who have forgotten that this is a government of the people by the people and for the people. And Jay Inslee works for the people, or he's supposed to, of Washington State. And it looks to me like he's more interested in promoting his own agendas, you know, the Green New Deal and all this garbage that we've got in Washington State. The truth of the matter is, and Andy, you and I talked about this briefly before we started uh, before we started recording today, the suicide rate in Washington State is skyrocketing. There is a sense of hopelessness here. And you know what? I care about the people of this state. I care about the people of Washington State and of Southwest Washington in particular. My grandkids are being raised here. This is one of the most beautiful places on the face of the earth, and it is literally being ruined by these radical leftists who have just hijacked our nation and our state. And we need to say no. And you know what? It's going to cost us all something. It yeah. really is. I mean, we are, we're, we are entering a time right now when we're going to have to look back on our founding fathers and say, what did they do to give us freedom? They gave up their time and their treasure and their sacred honor, meaning they stood up when they knew that it would be that they would be uh, encountering all kinds of opposition. And every single person who's listening to this, I don't care if they're in Washington State or in New York or in Michigan, we need to start standing up for freedom. This is why I'm running for Congress. This is why it's so important to me. You know, even though I would be running as a representative for Southwest Washington State, my voice will be a voice for the nation, and I need people's help. HeidiStJohnForCongress.com. I love it. HeidiStJohnForCongress.com. You're right. I mean, we've had mental health issues for the last year with the pandemic already. Now add on to that, you make a 911 call, and no one's there to answer it or respond or show up, and that takes things to an entirely new level. That's not okay. It's unacceptable for the nation. Heidi St. John for Congress.com is the website. Heidi, it's always great to talk to you. Good luck with the campaign. we got to get you back on again soon. Thank you, my friend. I'll look forward to it. Always look forward to it. That's a pleasure. Heidi St. John for Congress.com. That does it for us today. Podcast up in just a little bit. Until then, we have a laundry list of things to talk about throughout the week this week. So stay tuned in. Until then, it's time for you to be your own voice of reason. Speak up, speak out, speak loud, speak proud, speak the truth, and always speak some reason. This is The Voice of Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. We'll see you on the radio. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do.